friends, and welcome to the CU Insight Network. My name is Randy Smith. I'm one of the co-founders of CUInsight.com, also the host of the CU Insight Experience podcast. But on this show, I get to talk to thought leaders who support the credit union community. We get to pick their brains, you know, really talk about some issues that are affecting all credit unions and hopefully find some solutions to make our, our credit unions a better place going forward. My, my guest on today's show, and I'm really excited about this conversation is with Whitney Lowe. Whitney is the Director of Business Development for Credit Unions at Ignite Sales. I, I, Whitney, I'm going to apologize if at any point in time I call it Insight Sales, the CU Insight and Ignite <laughs> Sales. I'm, I, I, I'm like, oh, don't say it. So I'll just throw it out there for everybody. But thank you so much for being on the show. I, I've been looking forward to this conversation. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here with you guys today. Oh, I think we are going to have a ton of fun. So I, I'd like to start with just a little background on you. You know, one thing, I don't think any of us grew up going, someday I'm going to work in credit unions, right? But once we're here, we, we seem to love it. So the first question, a young Whitney, what did you want to be when you were growing up? And what was your inspiration to take the gig of Director of Business Development at Ignite Sales? Yeah, so I definitely didn't think I would be working credit unions <laughs> as part of my professional career. I originally started, wanted to be a college professor. So I actually majored in English literature and mass communications. And I had a specialty in British literature. And then I started working on my master's and I was going to work on my PhD. Well, while I was working on my master's, I needed a regular like nine to five job. And while I had been in college, I was working in banks. Uh, I worked in some community banks, agricultural banks, things like that. Worked as loan processors and things, tellers, you know, the whole, really all of it. <laughs> and then when I moved to Louisiana uh, to continue to work on you know, my master's and everything, I got a call from an agency and they're like, would you work at a credit union? And I was like, I don't know what a credit union is, <laughs> but I need a job. Yeah. And usually I would have done my research. And to this day, I don't know why I didn't, but I went to the interview not knowing anything about a credit union. All they said was they were looking for a teller. And the first question is, can you tell me what a credit union is? I just wanted to crawl under his chair. <laughs> I was like, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> That's funny. And I was like, I have no idea. But luckily, thankfully, uh, I was able to recover from that. And I ended up getting the job. And so started <laughs> somehow they decided I was a good fit. And started working as a teller, and it just went from there. So, uh, I worked at Anika for five years, especially for Louisiana. And when I left them, I was their director of sales and service and their operations. There are so many people that <laughs> yeah. have been on the other podcast all got their start as tellers as well, right? Like right. it's a, it's amazing right. the the growing up. So yeah. uh, that's a it's a great background because now, I mean you obviously know the day to day of a credit union, so you're you're yeah. not coming in blind. Mm -hmm. You're in be one of those mm -hmm. people who are like you're bank you're like no you know credit right. <laughs> so, right. yes exactly um and and i think that's a good thing to have especially on the vendor side yeah. um because sometimes vendors don't understand what credit unions are going through if they haven't been through it right yeah. and i can say i've been on the other side of that table but it also makes me want to be even that much better as a vendor company to credit unions yeah. because i know their pay points i know there are a lot of things that they have to overcome and so it makes me that much more diligent at making sure that when we partner with credit unions, it's really, you know, for their best interest. 
and I'll have to say I drank the, probably the Kool-Aid of what you would call it is when I crashed the GAC in 2014. That was like my full aversion. That, that <laughs> so was you had it. Yeah, yeah. The GAC, there was no going back after that. So uh, absolutely. <laughs> like, oh, that's yeah. No, that that is an experience, right? Like I, I know, uh, you know, Lauren, our CEO, ran that for a long time, and it was yes, of yeah, course. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you know, to me that that event is you get to see everybody in one place. So yeah, it's it's tough to not go to a GAC and drink the Kool Aid, right? Right. So exactly, uh, exactly. You walk away with like 50 new friends and, and, right. friends. and like, I mean, you've got all of a sudden you have this network, uh, which I think is one of the most important things you can have all over the country. Absolutely. And it's incredibly beneficial for you uh, later on, you know, in your, your career and your profession. And this will help me get over to the vendor side. Absolutely. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. Let's pretend we met at that GAC. It's maybe hopefully mm-hmm. soon we will in person again, right? right. But uh, if yes. we were in person, could, could you give us that elevator pitch? What is Ignite Sales and where do you add value to the credit union system? So Ignite Sales is a digital engagement platform where our main focus is to partner with credit unions to improve the financial wellness and the financial lives of their members. And we do that through a digital engagement platform. Um, And we give the credit union the opportunity to really develop that personal conversation and recommend products and services that are custom tailored to each individual. So it goes much deeper than just even building a digital persona. We're actually having those one-on-one conversations and then we're actually capturing that data and then analyzing it and giving it to the credit union to use to specifically market to their members for what they're looking for on an individual basis needs. So that's really what we're doing in a nutshell. And that's all we do. That's our bread and butter. (laughs) We're really, yeah, we're really proud of it. So, um, and we've been doing it, we've been doing it for 20 years. So as, as a FinTech, you know, we really do have a level of expertise that I think is really critical right now in this digital space. We have a lot of data to give you and a lot of, you know, clients that will show you their numbers and things like that. We, we've got the data to back up what we're doing. <laughs> which, which you're, yeah, what you're preaching, right? So it, you right, know, exactly. I, as we were preparing for the show, we always try to talk about a couple different situations that are impacting credit unions today. And I'd like to start with one. And that's that idea. And it's what you were just talking about, what, what, what you all do there. But that leveraging the credit union business model through harnessing that kind of the opportunity to lead members on that journey to financial wellness. That sounds so credit union Right, <laughs> but <Right>. developing, <laughs> exactly. so, you know, helping the, the the credit union develop that meaningful member engagement. What mm-hmm. does that mean, or what does that look like? Um, really, what it is is just how are you going to stay relevant in this day and age, especially since the pandemic. Uh, there are a lot of different players in our market. There are a lot of people. Uh, you know, fighting for the wallet share. But credit unions are uniquely positioned to really, really help their members take that financial wellness to the next level. And financial wellness is is a journey. It doesn't ever really end. But people, especially now since the pandemic, are looking towards their financial institutions to help guide them down that path. And that is something that we pride ourselves in partnering with credit unions to do. The latest statistic shows that 67% of consumers are not comfortable with their current financial situation. Wow. And they're looking to their financial institutions to help them. 
Yeah. Um, and so that's where I think credit unions are uniquely positioned to help with that, especially since the pandemic, because I think the pandemic really showed us the cracks in the system. Uh, absolutely. That That's a huge number. I mean, that's a, that, mm-hmm. I, I, I shouldn't yeah. be surprised. And I just was right. Like, so uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they should know that. Um, yeah. How does having a solid strategy of collaboration relate to this evolution of credit unions? And what's the, I guess, the support and the partnership? What does that look like with Ignite Say? So our biggest thing with with our credit union partners is I would have to say collaboration. And what that looks like is it can be anything. We can collaborate beforehand when we're in the prospect stage. We're collaborating after we bring them on as clients. Um, We don't, you know, we don't really like to say no. We haven't. (laughs) We really try to find a way to make sure that if it is something that we can offer uh, for the credit union, that we're not just offer it for them, but we offer it for all of our clients. And so we never stop collaborating just because you, you know, sign an agreement become a partner, we don't just say, hey, thank you, wave goodbye, and walk away. We stay with you throughout the whole process. And, and in fact, we're working with the credit union right now, and we're, we have an article coming out, but we're working on um, a collaboration, and we're excited about the announcement, but it's something they came to us after they were on board, and they were like, hey, we want to do this. What do you think? And we're like, oh, yeah, this is great. Let's do it. And so it's just something that we're adding to part of the project, but it's nothing that they're having to go and do extra or anything like that. We're just like, that's a great idea. Let's do it. I, I was just going to say, I'm going <laughs> to kind of jump into something else I was going to get yeah. to, but it seems to tie in really well here. Is that a cultural thing at the company, like where you're constantly looking for new ways to whether it's innovate yes. or you know, work with, yes, uh, you know, the, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Constantly That's- looking for ways to innovate, constantly looking for ways to include our clients and our partners on the roadmap for what it's going to look like down the road. I mean, it's imperative for us to be successful, for them to be successful. And yeah. we can't just tell them everything. They need to tell us what they need to. Um, and so we like to collaborate, come together and, and you know, develop those ideas. So, yeah, it's a it's a big part of what we do. <laughs> That's very cool. Um, yeah. You know, I was excited to ask you this. You know, that other kind of key consideration that we were talking about before was that credit unions, and, and you just mentioned this, like some of the cracks in the system that have been, that we've all seen through this shared pandemic experience we've all had. I'll, right. I'll just put it that way. How about that? Um, <laughs> yeah. But that idea of credit unions and, and like staying true to that mission of people helping people, can mm-hmm. you talk about... <laughs> You know, with data and with what what you've been talking about, what does that look like? And, and what steps now? You, you you mentioned it just a you know a moment ago about staying relevant with all the change that's going on. What do you feel that credit unions need to be doing today to main mm-hmm. to maintain relevance and stay relevant and quite honestly just stay around? Right, like with all right. the disruption mm-hmm. that's coming into a, to, into well, our space. I mean, I think I think something that credit unions absolutely have to act on upon now, and we can't sit back and wait. For everybody else to do it is this quick shift and pivot to digital. Uh-huh. We have to move faster. And when I say digital, I don't mean get rid of your branches. I don't mean get rid of your employees and erase the human interaction. We just have to enhance that. But the biggest thing about that is you have to drive consistency and you have to be able to communicate with your members in the channels that they prefer. And so that's one thing about um, Ignite and what we do with our digital guided conversations is you can choose what channels to put those in into any channel that you want that will absolutely have the same experience, whether they get online, whether it's in a branch, a contact center, an email, whatever it is, we're going to drive that consistency. We're going to ask the same questions. We're going to gather the same data 
And if they interact with you online and then walk into a branch to open these products and services, they're not going to have to repeat themselves. Uh, that's We're already going to have that like, data and pick up from where it left off. They feel heard. <laughs> right. They feel yeah, absolutely. Heard right. Um, yeah. Like that's, feel, it drives that we know you. You know, we want to help you and we're paying attention. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we, if we didn't have it before, and I don't care if you're 20 or 70 at this point, we expect that same user experience the whole way through mm -hmm. the process because we're exactly. used to it with Amazon and everybody else out there, right? Like it's right. not a... It's, no. yeah. it's, and uh, they're doing it. They do a great job at it. Yeah. And consumers expect it now. Um, it's not just something that they want. It's just an, it's a level of expectation that has been generated by like the Amazons and the Googles and yeah. things like that. And we're the ones that have to continue to stay relevant in that arena. So, you know, I just uh, to add on to that as well, I, I, I love the point that you're making there. This idea that our members weren't comfortable with digital, it like the adoption mm -hmm. level in credit unions right. over this past year, every member is comfortable with digital yes. now, right? Like, it, yeah. it, it, like yeah. you said, it doesn't mean that like branches yeah. disappear. Every, no. you know, I mean, well, no, and that's so that's interesting. There's a caveat to that yeah. where branches are shifting the way they're going to look. I think it's going to be completely different, but they're not going anywhere. But what's interesting was 55% of consumers that actually visited branches in 2020 were under the age of like 55 or something like that. I mean, it was like, it was, it was young, like it was, it was younger. So, I mean, there were a lot of younger demographics still going into branches. And, and the reason that's important to point out is People want to interact with humans when it comes to certain situations. When they're looking at big decisions, uh, having to solve problems, things like that, they want to go into a branch and sit down and talk with someone. Um, so you're never going to be able to replace that human interaction and that human element. You just have to take digital and merge it into the physical branch and use it as an enhancer when you're trying to identify these needs and guide them down the financial wellness path. I love it. That's what uh, digital needs to be. Oh, you're preaching to the choir. I love the way you're putting that too. That's fantastic. You know, just to, to kind of wrap up this first part of the show, and I was excited to ask you about this, and now I'm even more excited. And it, I'm going to go back to that. There's a lot of disruption. We need to maintain our relevance. If you were breaking out the crystal ball for all of us, uh, I'll, I'll give you the chance to do that. Yeah. I know it's been foggy for most of us the past year, right? Yeah. Like we have no idea yeah. what's coming next. But if, if, we're, if we're looking right. out more than just, you know, in the immediate, what trends are you seeing? And where is Ignite Sales, you know, focused on continuing to innovate um, to, to meet these challenges that all credit unions are going to face? Mm -hmm. Well, I think, I mean, one of the, obviously one of the trends was if we were to ever go back into a shutdown like we were before, you have to have a way to reach your members. And that's where branches, unfortunately, do fall to the wayside because when you're not able to go into a branch, then you're not able to, you know, to meet with your members and figure out what's going on. So the biggest thing is you have to have another channel to get to them and you need to have that consistency in all of the channels. And that's something that Ignite is really focused on. We still believe in branches. Branches are a huge part of it, but you've got to take it further than just branches and drive that consistency and that experience in all of your other channels too. So really it's just tying it all together and being able to meet that member's needs no matter where they are. Yeah, so that's, that's really what our focus is. That's yeah. good. That's, that's good <laughs> stuff. Yeah. I, I yeah. love it. Because so. if not, they're going to they're gonna end up going somewhere else. And if we're not asking the right questions and if we're not meeting the needs and we're not 
are providing that show me, you know me. There's somebody else out there that's going to do it, and they're going to leave and go somewhere else. And you just can't afford that right now. There's too many players in the market for us to be losing any members and not bringing in new members. And the thing about credit unions, we're people help helping people. We are uniquely positioned to do this. We know how to do this. We just have to, con- to continue to develop those channels and bring in more innovation at a quicker pace than we have in the past. Oh, that is so good. It, it's exciting to think about. And I don't know if you've if you've all seen this as well, but like that idea and you, I mean, you worked in credit unions. We, I've been mm-hmm. around for a while myself, right? And mm-hmm. it's like, it used to be that we moved so slow, it seemed like as an industry, it was like, oh, we'll consider mm-hmm. that at the next board meeting or the next year's strategic right. planning. And at the right. beginning of last year, everybody had to pivot fast. And to oh, me, yeah. it's like that idea that we can't make big changes quickly that, mm-hmm. you know, keep us relevant and modern and all of that. Mm-hmm. Just, we don't have that excuse anymore, right? So. <laughs> no, you don't, you don't have that excuse and you can't do it. But I do understand sometimes the pause and the hesitation, which can lead to almost being worse than, you know, doing something like doing nothing can sometimes be worse. But you've got to find the right partners. And I understand that working in a credit union, it was important for us to find the right partners. And something that Ignite has done, and it's one of the reasons I took the job is, you know, they had been in with banks for 20 years. And then we had a credit union that came to us and said, Hey, we love the platform. We want to get on it. Well, they got on it. And then they were, and Ignite was like, okay, but we don't speak credit union. And we know that. And the thing about that is they understood that. So they were like, okay, let's bring in somebody who does. And and that was my role. And that's how it came in. But they're 110% committed to the credit union movement and 100% you know, committed to showing that we're dedicated and there's a whole division and we're, we back it and we support it. And we've had somebody that's been on the other side. So, um, if you're looking for a partner and somebody that's not going to run off, we're, we're definitely it. That, that, <laughs> so, that's you. You're going to hold a wet in yeah. here. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. So, and I'm staking my reputation on that. So, I, you know, I mean, I, you know, I mean that when I say that, that we are absolutely committed to our partners and working with them side by side the whole way. That's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to have some fun to wrap up the show just like we do on the other podcast to some rapid fire questions. The questions are rapid, but your answers do not have to be. So I've added this now to both podcasts because I think we all did it. But has there been that recent purchase, maybe the COVID purchase that you didn't know you needed, but now you're like, I, I, I couldn't live without it. Oh, you said COVID. Okay, so I had COVID two weeks ago. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. Is, I'm so glad you're feeling better and you're here laughing today, right? Like, <laughs> I managed to escape it for 14 months. I quarantined for 80 days up in Montana with my family, worked from home, and I still got it. <laughs> so, right before I got my vaccine. So what I learned, that I cannot live without is Target and home delivery. Oh, Y'all not, we, we cannot let my husband hear this because he will take away my, <laughs> my bank account. But it's bad enough because I love Target as it is. Uh, yeah. And now that Target will deliver everything to you, I may never leave my house. <laughs> you just stay at home. That's right. Yeah. I don't know how I did it before I got COVID, but it literally saved us because we were all in like a whole family was in quarantine for 10 days. So oh, absolutely. I'm never going back. You know? yeah, that's, that's tough. Yeah. Back. Holy smokes. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. glad you're feeling better yeah. that's for sure <laughs> it's, it's great to see your smile and hear your laugh it was an experience but uh <laughs> but 
to learn about Target and home delivery, it was worth it. So. That, that was it. That was it. That was the, the good part of it. So when you hear the word success, who is the first person that comes to mind and why? For me, it would be Barbie Lou and Julie Hamrick. They're the founders of Ignite. They're both two women entrepreneurs. They started this company 20 years ago and they took it from you know this small company to what it is now. And they have taken this product and they have scaled it and made it available for financial institutions of all sizes. And it is their product, it is their company, everything's in-house. We do everything out of Dallas. I mean, we're very proud of what we do and they've been amazingly successful. So they're an inspiration as women entrepreneurs, uh, absolutely. <laughs> especially in the fintech industry. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's fantastic. The random question, what's the greatest album of all time or what's that Spotify playlist you always put on? You're going to laugh when I say this. The Essentials by Elvis Presley. Ah. I love Elvis Presley. <laughs> my family's from Memphis, been to Graceland a thousand times and there is just not another performer, past, present, or future like him. That, that's I, I like Elvis. <laughs> well, well, if, if my mom watches or listens, she's going to really yeah. love that answer because yeah. I, I grew up on Elvis yeah. myself. She was... Uh, yeah. was my three-year-old daughter's obsessed with him too because she has, she has to listen to it all the time and it, it's, it's funny, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome, though. Passing it down, right? <laughs> Is there a book that you just think everybody should read or that book that you've gifted other people? Yes. Right now, um, and, and it is related to the industry and what we do because I, I like to stay um, you know, on top of things, but Banking on Digital Growth by James Robert Lay is an absolute must read right now. If you're looking at digital and you really want to get a good grasp and concept of what that is, read the book. It's read the book. well worth it. We yeah, will make sure to link to that yeah. for sure. James is a yes. great guy, right? So James, right? Yes, he is. Um, James is awesome. He's yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> if the calendar's empty, what does what Whitney do to unwind? What does that work-life uh, integration look like to you? Travel. If the ca- calendar is empty, I am on a plane going somewhere. I spend a lot of my time up in um, Montana, big sky oh. country. So okay. that is uh, a special place. My sister and brother-in-law live up there. Um, it was the last place that I was with my mom and family before she got leukemia and passed away, but it was her favorite place. So there's a lot, but it's a special place for us. And so lots of fun, lots of outdoors. We always feel close to her. So if I'm not here in Louisiana, we're on the plane headed to Montana. You're heading <laughs> so, to Montana. Oh, that's that's a, where that we're going to be. Beautiful You'll country. Find so, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a great way to, to wrap up the show. I, I will link to everything we talked about today in the show notes. The, the last question that I have for you is, do you have any final asks or final thoughts you would like to share with our viewers and listeners today? Uh, if I had to say anything... Um, as, as simple as it may sound, just go back to the basics when you're looking at your digital, which is how are we going to identify the member needs and how are we going to capture um, the data? Because if you do that, then everything else will fall into place. Um, any other new technologies, product services that you're looking at, you'll be able to implement quickly and swiftly and it'll be what your membership is looking for as long as you're asking the right questions, you're being consistent and you're gathering that data. That's where I would start. When it comes to digital, it's the best place to start. That is great advice. Well, thank you again, my friend, for being on the show. I am so glad you're feeling better. This was so much fun. So I hope you and yours stay well. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it, Randy. 